0: hallelujah strong and faithful is our god hallelujah if you believe god is strong and he is faithful and he is mighty come on give god a great praise where you are in your homes wherever you are god is a great and mighty god he is still worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the saint our god is worthy he is mighty to be praised hallelujah and strong and Mighty is our God, is our God. Oh, hallelujah. Strong and mighty is our God, is our God. Yes, you are, Lord. Strong and mighty is our God is our God. Hallelujah. If you know it, come on and give God a praise. Put a praise emoji into the comment section. If you believe God is great and mighty, hallelujah, type that he is great. He is great. Hallelujah. And so we give God praise for that. And I'm so glad that you are uh, tuned in. And I pray that you are, have been feeling the worship in your home or wherever you may be at this moment, because our God is definitely mighty and he is worthy to be praised. Well, uh, if you don't know who I am, I am Brandon Hill, the senior pastor here at Transformation Christian Fellowship. I love TCF. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are it's the most congregation, uh, on this side of heaven. And this is great to have you guys here. It's an amazing thing. And also thank you for the birthday wishes. I appreciate it. I thank you. I love all of you out there who's wished me a happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. You didn't have to, but you thought a little old me to wish me a happy birthday. God bless you. Well, we are starting a new message series today entitled three. I want you to put in the comment section the number three. Yes, put in the comment mm-hmm. section number three. You may be saying, what in the world is a numerical number be doing as a message series? Well, uh, we're going to be talking about, this message series is talking about the third person in the Godhead. All right, the Holy Spirit. So we're dedicating these next few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, and talking about the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity. All right. And in this series, we will explore who he is, his role and operation in the life of a believer in scriptures and in the world. Uh, sometimes, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, some of us don't really understand who He is, what He does. Uh, some of you may come from different denominational backgrounds and they may explain Him differently. Uh, or explain it in a different way. I'm going to explain to you what the Bible says he is and what he does. Amen. And so the goal of this series is that we'll have a true understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and that and and his impact in our lives. Okay, his impact, his ministry, he is a change agent. And I'll get into that a little later in the series. He is a a, a helper. He is another advocate, ladies and gentlemen, that that God has sent sent us. All right. The Holy spirit was sent by the father, father God. And, and he sent us, he sent us the spirit of God that whoever you must be born again, ladies and gentlemen, to receive the Holy spirit, ladies and gentlemen. And so here we have it tonight. This morning, we're going to talk about what about him? I have a message entitled. What about him? What about him? Oftentimes, ladies and gentlemen, when somebody say, hey, do you know so-and-so or, you know, oh, yeah, I know him. What about him? And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Holy Spirit this morning to open up our series. Okay? when we talk about or mention the Holy Spirit, he can be for some people. He seems uh, like there's a lot of mysticism that surrounds him. All right. Some think he may be this impersonable force or influence. You know, or some people think that the Holy Spirit is all he does is when somebody, uh, well, you know, when some people say, oh, I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And they do like, "Ooh," you know, just flinch like that, that they think that's that's all he does. Or that's his role that like he just makes you feel happy in church. Like, "Ooh, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what some people think. But he, he's more than that. All right. He he's more than that. Some even deny the existence of of him, that he, that he does not exist. Um, some people, ladies and gentlemen, think that the Holy Spirit is not God, that he is, that he is, that he is not God. And then others, ladies and gentlemen, think that they are not very certain of who he is and what he actually does, who he is and what he actually does. And, and, and here is my goal. Uh, my goal this morning is to share with you, a few things about who the holy spirit holy spirit is the name holy spirit comes from two greek words meaning hagios meaning holy and then the second word meaning pneuma meaning spirit sometimes he's referred in this way which emphasizes his personality and character that number one that he is holy all right. God is holy. So if God is holy, then and and, and and the Holy Spirit is God, then that means that he is also holy. And then we have him refers to his personality that everything that he is one of the most revered and holy, uh, holiest of things, ladies and gentlemen. And then the Holy Spirit is also can be known to us, ladies and gentlemen, that he is uh, the spirit of truth, that he is a spirit of truth truth, the the spirit of truth. And, and why is this often mentioned that he is the spirit of truth is because ladies and gentlemen is refers to and emphasizes his work and power emphasizes his work and his power. The Holy Spirit, he may go by various different names, the spirit of God or the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of Christ and the spirit of truth. Jesus referred to him in John chapter 14, which we'll read in just one moment. Jesus referred to him as another comforter or the helper. In John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus says, and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Say abide with you. Type abide, abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. The world cannot receive him. Those who are born of the flesh cannot receive him. Only those who are born again, blood washed through the blood of the lamb can receive him. All right, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but he told his disciples, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So for the purpose of today's message, there's two things that I want you to know about him. Number one, which is very critical, that the Holy Spirit is God, that the Holy Spirit is God. Number one, he is called God. How do I know this? Genesis chapter one, when in Genesis chapter one, verse one, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then it goes on to say in verse two, that the earth was, uh, the earth was without form, that it was void, that darkness was on the face of the deep. And here it is where it says, and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters that you see, ladies and gentlemen, that the spirit of God was not created. He already was. He was in creation with God. Uh, Can I go a little further in Genesis chapter one, verse 26? Ladies and gentlemen, the the Bible says, then God said, let us. God was speaking to the son and he was speaking to the to to the spirit. And we realize also in in, in John chapter one about Jesus's role in creation that it says in the beginning was the word. And the word was God and the word was with God, meaning in the beginning. also, Jesus was also in beginning. He was in time. He was co-eternal and coexisting with God, that the Holy Spirit is co-eternal. He is coexisting. He's he existed with the father. He has existed with the son from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And not only that is he's treated on an equal basis with God. Now, this gets into the doctrine of the triune God, meaning Trinity. Trinity is not even really in the scripture, uh, not in the Bible, but it doesn't take away from its, uh, uh, from, uh, from the biblical basis of what this is about. Is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are all three distinct persons. All right? They are, they are, they're, they're not three different gods. No, they're one God with three distinct personas. Are you hearing me? They're three. They're they're not three different gods. No, we do not serve three different gods. We serve one and living God. But they have three different personas, one being father, one being the son, one being the spirit. And so the spirit is distinct from the son, but yet the Holy Spirit is he's distinct from him, but yet submitted to him. The father, the son is different from the father, but yet the son, Jesus, the Christ is submitted to the father and they coexist with one another. Oh, my God. I I, I like what C.S. Lewis said one time. How when you understand about God and how big he is, you and I's mind cannot really comprehend how three can coexist like this and yet be one. And yet be one. They are one. This is one of the most puzzling, uh, 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 puzzling and hard to wrap around that you have three in one. Three personas and one A equal basis. Matthew 28, verse 19 says that go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the father, the son and of the Holy Spirit. That means that the Holy Spirit is not excluded from the father or the son. They are all coexisting together with equal basis, treated on an equal basis. They all should be worshiped. On an equal basis, because they are the one true God. Here is not only is that you have to understand that the Holy Spirit has the characteristics of God because he is God, that he has the characteristics of God. Here it is, is that the Holy Spirit is all knowing he's everywhere and he's eternal belong to God and God alone. These attributes are what belong to God and God alone. It, it says, it, I like what David said in uh, Psalm 139, verse seven. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? David saying, where can I go? Where can I flee from your presence? Your presence is literally everywhere. I cannot go from your presence. The presence of God rested on the earth when there was nothing even formed. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what, that's what the spirit of God, that's who he is. He's, he, 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 he is everywhere. I thank God for that because even through a pandemic, God is everywhere that he's, he's here in the United States and he's here in Uganda. He's here in Australia that he, he's everywhere. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Just just wait with me. First Corinthians chapter two, verse uh, 11 says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man, which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. In other words, the spirit of God is all knowing. The spirit of God knows all things of the father. And also what Jesus says is when the spirit of truth comes, he will bear witness to me. And he will only say those things of which I have spoken. So he knows everything. That's why he's able to guide you. That's why he's able to lead you because he is God knowing how to direct you in the will of the father. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. He does the work of God that he does the work of God. The Holy Spirit. Being left on the earth, he is doing the work of God. He convicts men unto salvation. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. That he convicts men unto salvation, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he does. Hallelujah. Doing the work of God. Hallelujah. The only way. Hallelujah. How? Oh, my God. He is the one that draws them to the father. Oh, my God. He is the draw. Hallelujah. He is the one that takes the blinders off of the eyes of those who who, 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 who have not seen the truth that Holy Spirit illuminates that to you. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. That's what he does. That's who he is. And so we understand that the Holy Spirit is God. And then can I give you the number number two, that the Holy Spirit is a person. Number one, he's God. Number two, he is a person. All right. He is a person. He is not an it. When I was growing up in church, sometimes, and depending on the demo- denominational background you may come out of, or if you don't even have a denominational background or even a church background, oftentimes you may hear them refer to the Holy Spirit as an "it," like He is a thing. No, He is a person. He is a person, ladies and gentlemen, that had, that acts like a person that is that is treated as a person that has a characteristics of a person. He, he, he has a mind. He's very cognizant. He speaks, which makes him a person. He is not like an animal that does not have certain uh, uh thing that have, that does not have certain cogniz- uh cognizant and conscious behaviors, whereas though he cannot say or speak something. Are you hearing me? That the Holy Spirit is a person. Hallelujah. He's a person that is a thinker. He is a thinker. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 10 says that, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. He has a mind. Let me give you another thing that makes him a person. He has feelings. That's why he cannot be impersonable. He's very personable because he has feelings and he knows how to relate. My God. How how do I know this? Ephesians chapter four, verse 30, it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Ladies and gentlemen, meaning that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. Bad decisions can grieve the Holy Spirit. There's things that we can, he can be grieved by sometimes our behavior uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29 says of, of how much worse punishment do you suppose? Will he be thought worthy who has been trampled by the uh, trampled the son of God underfoot counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace that number one, he can be grieved. He can be insulted. He can feel insulted. You know what insults the spirit of God is when you don't trust him. What insults the spirit of God is that, you know, insults him is that when we do not place our trust in him, when we tend stand to allow what God has put underneath our foot to now be over over us, that is what insults him. Here's another thing that he's also compassionate and he's also loving. That's why Jesus gave Jesus. One of the names he gave for the Holy Spirit was saying that he is a comforter. He's a comforter. In order for you to be someone who's a comforter, you have to have some compassion. Hallelujah. He's compassionate towards us. Hallelujah. Have you ever had a time in your life, even when you're going through what you're going through right now, where you just needed some comfort from God? I don't know about you, but looking and seeing how people's lives are being impacted by a pandemic and seeing all of this stuff, that you need some comfort in the midst of a trial. Seeing people lose their loved ones and not even just from COVID, but not being able to bury their loved ones in a safe uh, 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 and give them a proper going away. Hallelujah. You need someone who will know... To comfort you in the midst of that, to comfort your mind, to comfort your soul during the time of trial and tribulation. And that's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. He is personable. He is not a force. He's not some type of man, a mystical force that people will like to talk about. No, he is a person with real feelings that can touch you where you are that can touch you where you are. Let me give you another thing that makes him a person is that he has a free will. He has a will. Here it is. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11, New Living Translation says, it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. It is the Holy Spirit that gives spiritual gifts. It is when 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 the Holy Spirit descended from heaven, he came bearing gifts and he gives it according uh, and he gives it he gives it according to what he decides. Are you hearing me? He has a will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He, He makes a decision. And he gives it knowing what you are able to handle. So that's why you should never get jealous of who has another gifting than you. Because the Holy Spirit gave you a unique gift that is unique to you. That only you can do it. And how he operates in you is different how he will operate in someone else. Hallelujah. God, why you didn't give me that? Because God had something special for you. He had something unique for you. That's why he didn't give you that gift. That's why he didn't give you that talent. God gave you specific gifts. I'm talking about spiritual gifts. I'm not talking about a talent. Hallelujah. When you were birthed out of your mother's womb, you came birthed with natural talent. But I'm talking about something that's greater and supersedes a natural talent. I'm talking about the spiritual gifts of God that descends from heaven, mantles and anointings that only the Holy Spirit can give. No man can give you an anointing. Hallelujah. I praise the name of our God. No man, I don't care. They can lay hands on you to confirm what the Holy Spirit is already depositing you, but they can't give you an anointing. Woo, hallelujah. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There was some men in the book of Acts that were preaching and, and the older ladies came up to them and said, hey, have you been baptized? Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? And they said, what is that? They said, oh, come on. And you got to talk to Paul and them. You got to talk. You got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He is an enable. He empowers you to do what he what God has ordained you from the very foundation of the earth to do. Are you hearing me this morning? Hallelujah. That he's a personable, that he is God. And because he is all of this, hallelujah, because he is all of this, what it gets me to is this John chapter 14, verse 18. As I come to a close this morning, John chapter 14, verse 18 says, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Hallelujah. That he was telling. The disciples look, you're not going to be left as orphans, but I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm giving you the Holy Spirit because it is through the Holy Spirit that we receive adoption as sons and daughters of the most high God. Hallelujah. And because he is that we have now have uh, we now, ladies and gentlemen, have been adopted into the family by the Holy Spirit. Into the family, into the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen. And why do I say this? Because I come to encourage somebody this morning. And the reason why you need to know that about the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, is because the Holy Spirit is personable and yet He's still God. He's God to know what exactly needs to be done in your life. He's God to know how to correct you. He's God to know how to build you up, and yet He's personable at the same time to know how to be there at all times. That He's a personable God that he's not leaving you alone, that God has not left us without a helper. He has not left us without an advocate. He has left us with, it, with the spirit of God, God the person in the Holy Spirit hallelujah because you're not left alone i want you to comment and say say i'm not alone hallelujah i'm not alone i got a helper you know you're not hearing me this morning i got somebody on my back i got i got the indwelling of the spirit of god i'm not alone hallelujah i don't oh my god you may feel like your job and all of that stuff is going crazy it seemed like this is never going to end but let me tell you something this morning you're not alone oh hallelujah can i encourage you You this morning. I'm not alone. Hallelujah. Job may have laid you off, but you're not alone. Hallelujah. Ah, I got a helper with, with me. What about him that he is personable? What about him that he is God? What about him? He knows he knows the way in which I take. Let me tell you something this morning. It is the Holy Spirit that has left us. Oh, my God has been left into the world to be able to empower the believer to. Oh, my God, to be always with the believer and why is this so relevant and why is this so important in today's time so that you will understand ladies and gentlemen because god is true to his promise he said, lord i will be with you always hallelujah always until the very end of the age and the way he fulfilled this promise is by descending the holy spirit god in the person of the holy spirit and dwelling in the life of a believer to those who confess on the son to those who confess on the sun, ladies and gentlemen, that you are not an orphan, don't act like you are an orphan. An orphan don't know who, oh my God, an orphan is homeless. An orphan doesn't know who they, oh my God, an orphan is homeless, but yet you're not homeless. You have a home, and that is the home, oh my God, of the kingdom of God. And the a part of the kingdom order is that you have the spirit of God to help you to fulfill the plan of the king. Hallelujah. That you're not alone. What about him? That he is a present help. What about him? He's with me at all times. Hallelujah. You're saying where God is. He's in you. Where, ah, Where you think he is. Ah, When you're in trouble, he's in you. Hallelujah. You better use what you have and use what you know who's inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he came to dwell in you. He came to have a relationship with you and came to coexist. Oh my God, that coexist, and the way you coexist with the Holy Spirit is being surrendered to him. What the Trinity teaches us is how to be submissive. What the Trinity teaches us is how you can submit, but yet still be co-equal. But you and I are not co-equal with the Holy Ghost. And I'll get into that because some people think the Holy Ghost is different from the Holy Spirit. They're only one person. Same person, there ain't no difference between Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. It's a matter of how you call names and stuff like that. And I'll get into it. We'll talk about it Tuesday. We're doing a question and answer. got a special guest with me this Tuesday. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit... Is who and that's why I thank God. You see, Pentecost Sunday is is in May. Is in May. It's, I think it's the last Sunday in May. Hallelujah! And why is that so significant? And a lot of people don't 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 celebrate it. And you don't understand that that was the day where the Spirit of God God fulfilled His promise by sending the Spirit of God into the earth. Therefore, the church being founded with the power of God. How come the gates of hell cannot prevail? <laughs> because the spirit of God has been left on the earth for the church. <laughs> that's why the spirit, that's why hell will never prevail. Because you have Jesus, the son who has sealed the deal on the cross. And you have the Holy Spirit on the earth who is see. Oh my God, who is a protector and helper of the brethren here on the earth. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for the spirit of God. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God for him because I'm never alone. I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. I'm not an orphan. Yeah, it's, a, it's only for a selective group of people but I'm glad I'm a part of the elect, hallelujah. I'm glad I've been, I'm a part of the elect, hallelujah. I'm glad that, I'm glad that my name has been sealed in heaven and I'm glad that the Holy Spirit is now sealed in my heart and you can't lose the spirit of God. Oh my God, Ah, you can't lose the spirit of God, hallelujah. You can't lose him, he's there, he's there, he's relational. That's what you need to know. He's relational. That's why he came to abide in you forever. It didn't say sometime. He said, I'm abiding with you forever. And we thank God for that. If you are blessed, come on and say, I was blessed in the comment section. I thank God that he is the helper. He is the helper. He is the helper. What about him? He's God. He's a person. And with those two, he's able to know how to help you in every point of your life. Do you hear me? If you're not saved in this room, I want to give you, I want to give you Jesus. I don't know where you are. You may be at work. You may be at home. I don't really care where you're watching this all around the world. God came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He's left an advocate and helper in this earth, the spirit of God, a part of the package that comes with receiving his son. When you receive the son, you receive receive the spirit of God. Those of you out there, you've been living as an orphan too long, you need to come be a part of the kingdom of God. I tell you, you will never be left alone. God will never leave you alone. There's nowhere you can go from the presence of God. And right now I feel the presence of God is meeting you right where you are. You may be need to say, Hey, I need to give my life to Christ. I'm telling you it's as simple as Romans chapter 10 verse nine and says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Verse 10 says, for with the heart, one believes unto uh, righteousness and with the mouth, one confesses. I mean, with the mouth, one confesses to salvation. I'm telling you right now, it's available for you. I'm telling you right now that the eternal life is available for you right now. All you gotta do is, 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 is say, Lord, come into my heart. Pray this prayer with me, say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge I am a sinner and I need your grace. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you were buried. I believe that God raised you from the dead and I'm confessing you as my Lord over my life. Please cleanse me and wash me and make me new in the name of Jesus the Christ. Today, I am saved. All right, if you said that prayer, I want you to go into the bio and click what decision that you made today. I want to hear from you because I want to reach out to you. I want to pray for you and show you how to live a life of disciple. If you, I I dare you, if you commit yourself to the Lord, watch what he does in your life. I'm not telling you everything's going to be perfect, but I'm going to tell you that you will never be alone, that his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. If you want to commit, if you want to partner with our church and say, hey, I love Transformation Christian Fellowship. I don't care where you are. If you want to become a partner of Transformation Christian Fellowship, you can also, you need a home. I don't care about the physical building being closed. You need a home. If, you are, if what is being said is connecting to this altar here, I want you to be a part. Be a part of what God is building in a, in, a, in, in a group of people. No matter how far, no matter how where you are, you can be a part of this move of God called Transformation Christian Fellowship. I would love to be your pastor. I would love to serve you. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, you can also do that as well. I give you Jesus. No matter how far you went away, he's never left the relationship. You have. He's not looking at you with judgment. Come. 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 If you're glad about it, come on, let me see you. Put those emoji hands together. Give God a great praise.